Yeah, they even have like a little, uh, like a warning. They're like, you better get some popcorn, bitch, because you're going to be sitting here for 30 minutes. I would get goosebumps every time I got that warning. Like, it's about to happen. I'm about to cry or laugh or both. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by James Wood. Howdy. Nathan Hennessy. Good day. And joining us once again is the magnum eating, beer sipping, vaping. Beer swilling. Sh- swilling, sorry. Chantel McColl. I've actually forgotten how to say your last name. Hello, it's McColl. McColl. Oh, nice. McCool. Nice. McCool. How are you? How are you? Good. How's the... The beer and vape and it's really combo. good. I um have laughed too much already, so I'm feeling a bit lightheaded. Just in case the <laughs> listener's not aware, we've just described the dinner of champions for our special guest over here. <laughs> I hope I'm always a special guest, even if I'm here all the time. I agree. Thank you. You are. You are. Yes. No, it's, uh, it's great to have you on, Nathan. James, good to see you two again. As I always say, always happy to be here. Me too. Just so happy. We can all tell. We can all tell. So Adam is not here this week because he's off uh, seeing the Chili Peppers and Post Malone. Is that who's on? Are they together? Wait, have they got Post Malone as the support? What a strange flavor that combination. That is a very interesting mix. That's, I guess that's not the only one I've seen tonight, eh? I th- yeah. I think because someone told me today at work that their their son's going to see Post Malone and Red Hot Chili Peppers. So unless that's they're going back to back... From one stadium to another. No, yeah. Can Melbourne handle that? Can Melbourne handle the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Post Malone in one night? I, I, wouldn't, think, I wouldn't want to be uh, on the streets. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> are they still around? <laughs> well, apparently so. They still release, and I think they've kind of lost a bit of relevance. Eh? They'd yeah. be like, what, is that, is that the harshest you can say? Yeah. Surely. Uh, Look, we're all very happy that Adam's finally got to go see them because uh, he's a big fan. But uh, oh, look, I would have found other ways to spend the money, but the time, the effort—that's it. I'm yep. going to say saying nothing of your musical tastes. Okay, come on, no, let's let's no. let, let's hear no. it. <laughs> I just like poking the bear, you know. I don't give a let's fuck. Let's fucking go the easy, the easy <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah, okay. all right, get it out, mate. If Nickelback on. fought Red Hot Chili Peppers, they'd win because they're old. What? I, I don't think they'd want to. Nickelback. They'd hug that shit out. Yeah, you know. Nickelback's so bad. Oh no! <laughs> Move past it. Go on. Let's just get straight into this week's episode, shall we? Before people get hurt and we say some things that we regret. Well, let's to kick things off, things that people are going to regret. I have a the first milk review for 2023. It is it was teased in our Discord. If you're not in it, then you missed out. It is a pine lime splice oak. Yeah. Don't you oh, can't. That's... Okay. You had beer and I'm just thinking if if yeah, but okay. Lemon... Yeah. Just wish KB and Adam were here for this because we know their That's thoughts right. on milk and lo- milk and citrus. Didn't he's shaking it? Didn't uh, KV 
have that lime drink that time and was like, it's actually he, pretty good. Yeah, because he thought, well, didn't he think it was supposed to be mint or something? Or, or, yeah, mint. And it was green and he got lime and he's like, it's actually pretty good. What is it? So it was lime <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can never let Zach know. What is this delicious nectar? All right, let's have a go, shall we? Just got to open the uh, carton. Have you been been here for one of these, Chantel? No, this is a first. Oh, so it gives it a bit of a swill, a gurgle. Ooh, that's Ooh, got a bit of a smellier sniff. Oh, no. Hopefully it hasn't been sitting out on his table all week. It's been in the fridge between no, shots. you gotta you got to decant it. Oh, oh, shit. All right. Oh, that background is intense. I don't know if you think it. All right, here we go. I like that. <sighs> that is good. That's actually really good. I fucking love pine lime. Is- we're, we're- I don't get that as a milk though, but I do agree. Pine lime kicks. Well, the the splice itself has like that little bit of cream on, you know, around the edging. What is pine lime? Great phrasing. Uh, I'm assuming pineapple and lime. Yeah. <laughs> is it like is- a pine tree? So I'm like a pineapple. What? Like a pine tree? I don't know. <laughs> it's, oh. yeah, it's pine tree it and lime. It tastes like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, but I'm going to wash it down a bit later with the good old, you know, you know how it is. Passiona, baby. He's, he's referring to a passiona. He's going to wash his milk. Is our well-played logo based off that? Of course not. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to get us cancelled? What are you doing? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that was look. This will actually. This is quite a good comparison to what we'll talk about later. But Simon Blackburn, shout outs to the big man. He hand drew that. Didn't have any reference points whatsoever, and just happened to look like the Passion <laughs> logo. So we've got a single. Beautiful, you know? yeah. like our yeah, full name reference. Throw him under the bus. Oh, Send great. in the cease and desist. What's up? That is yeah. good milk. Anyway, speaking of good milk, let's talk about games that we've been playing this week. Who's been playing video games that aren't, aren't, isn't, aren't, whatever, that's not for content? What about you, Video James? I, I think, you know, special guest of honor should absolutely go first. Oh. I saw her raise her hand very, yeah, very it. politely. Um, so. <laughs> what I've played three games this week. Three? Yeah, I, I triple team. Um, <laughs> All three hands, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, that background is so intense. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm loving it. It's a migraine emotion. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, I was playing Pentiment again Ooh. because again, yeah, so soon, so soon. I played. Wait, did you like, roll credits? Yeah, I played that game so quickly. I was just like, what? I wanted yeah, a different ending. So mm. and I wanted to kill different people because I think mm. I made a mistake. <laughs> Maybe Chantel will be keen on that other game I've put in the Slack this week or last week. The, the other German one. <laughs> the other German one. What? I won't comment on that. You know, she might have different thoughts. Is it, um, is it Skull awesome and Bones, though. please? No. Can I... Uh, so let me ask a quick question, though. Have you gotten to a dis- like a major decision point on your second playthrough? Uh, yes. Did it turn out, like, different? 
just this it has so like you know at like the end of the first act where you have to decide some things make some decisions make some choppy chops guillotines Mm. um the person that you like decide it definitely changes like the relationships that you have with people in like the second act this is what I expected, but I hadn't confirmed myself. No, that's awesome. I hope I can replay it this year. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, that yeah. and uh, Dead by Daylight, because I don't know. That game is a virus to me. I just keep playing it, and I can't stop, even if it's bad. <laughs> Have you ever played it, Dead by Daylight? No, my proximity to the gay community means that it's always in my orbit, um, but I've never actually played it myself. Um, are you playing with any sort of um, like those like stupid skins and stuff that you can get, like the Resident <laughs> Evil packs and stuff? You, do you have anything cool going on? Or? Yes, I do have. Uh, I recently got Leon. Ooh. Oh, they also <laughs> have an Attack on Titan skin. They do. And I what? love that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that's a, yeah, okay, it, cool. It, it Why not? cool in the screenshots. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. Um, that, and I'm still playing Elder Scrolls Online, because that's, I've been playing that for a long time. I think we were just talking about this last week, right? About somebody needs to eventually dip their toe in. Um, but, like, oh. is it good? Uh, <laughs> I like it. Mm. I feel like MMOs are so subjective, because like, people yeah. are like, you're invested. Yeah, I'm already, mm. I've already invested hundreds of hours into this game. So, of course, right. I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm still here. Um, I was playing Final Fantasy, and I got bored of that. So You got bored of that? Wow. Yeah, hey. because... Thousands Final... of hours. <laughs> yeah. It's because Final Fantasy locks content behind you doing the main story. And sometimes Correct. I don't want to just sit there listening to people, and I want to do stuff with my friends. Correct. Mm-hmm. And Elder Those... Scrolls lets you do everything, like, Those... at the start. Yeah, that those gaps between like main story quests, those sort of like pre post patch things before expansions uh, are pretty deathly. That's that's a hundred hours of just cutscenes and yeah, they even have like a little uh like a warning. They're like, You better get some popcorn, bitch, because you're gonna be sitting <laughs> here for thirty ride. minutes. I would get goosebumps every time I got that warning. Yeah. Well, like, it's about to happen, I'm about to cry or laugh or both. Uh yeah, I'm look. Big advocate for the uh, the way Final Fantasy fourteen just says, you want to watch a movie? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think, yeah, you probably are. I think most of the time it delivers. Sometimes it's just like we're going to take a bit of a, a detour. Now. <laughs> yeah. It is good, but I'm just very, like, impatient and impulsive and I want to do other stuff, not just one thing. That's why I'm playing three games at once. So, yeah, yeah Elder Scrolls, it's definitely... That's the old thing. It's good. Yeah, it's good at the moment. We'll see. It's going to be me with Destiny. I'm mm. going back, baby. Oh, no. I was actually going to re-download Destiny 2, like, no, today. No, yes, you are. Yeah, you still are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After tonight. It's happening. What about All you, right. Zach? Yeah. I've got not much to share, not much to share. Uh, I did jump back into Broken Sword 2 a little bit, but that's pretty m- about, uh, except for another game, which uh, we won't discuss here um oh (laughs) um yeah apart from that uh, i've not been playing i've not had really had time for much else too busy behind the keyboard mate and not the musical one either 
beauty. No, well, I'm, I'm a bit in the same boat. Oh. I mean, I'm not... I don't really want to acknowledge that. <laughs> I'm moving past it. Uh, the Last of Us for me. I think we've just been the same thing for the past three weeks. And I'm going to make a quick comment here that I will also reiterate in the VHS podcast. So I've almost finished it now on survival difficulty, the hardest. And that difficulty is one of those few examples of a game that's elevated by a much harder difficulty. Like every part of that game shines on a harder difficulty. Um, and I found it much more enjoyable. So I'd actually, I, I now rank part one as a perfect game having played it through on that difficulty. Like it, it significantly changes the experience and it actually gives more weight to, I think, some of the dialogue and story beats based on the immense tension leading up to those moments that you get from that difficulty. And it's not a hard difficulty. It just, um, like enemies don't take more bullets or anything like that, but rather like you can, you can have like full maxed out health, a single shotgun blast will put you down. So you find it's a bit more slower paced than actually being hard, hard bullet spongy bullshit. Question for you. If you oh, oh, yeah, go. No, you, please go. Please go first. You might even oh. have the same question. Maybe not. Uh, um, maybe. I literally tweeted about this today because oh. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't get through Last of Us on normal difficulty because I can't sneak and I can't shoot the clickers. And you just said that you played it on the hardest difficulty. And I'm like... Dude, I can't even play it on normal. So here's something funny as well. So when I, when I say hardest difficulty, it doesn't necessarily feel like a harder difficulty, just more realistic. I'll say something that's going to sound a bit odd. It's easier to shoot clickers on the hardest difficulty. One <laughs> shot will take most of them down. Really? So if you can land, and it doesn't need to be a headshot, like it's very almost generous. But the fact is, is you might have three bullets in your entire inventory and it's sending four clickers at you. So the game is very generous to make sure that each of those three shots count. And then the fourth will most likely be a brick. Like it really makes you, it forces you to rely on those bricks and bottles that are littered around the environment. So you'll never move past a brick or bottle without picking it up because you'll never have enough bullets. But the game is balanced so perfectly that it just becomes a state of tension rather than repetition. And it's been my most enjoyable experience of my three playthroughs. And it's felt, it's felt so tight and less bullshit than my normal runs that feel more like an action <laughs> game. I've got to have like good navigation of gun skills and that. Like it, that's not so important. Patience is now. Don't feel too bad. Uh, I know two people that can't even play The Last of Us on easy. That's so. probably going to be me. <laughs> you can do it. I believe. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm I'm not a big fan of those difficulties that just make enemies beefier and just mm. kind of artificially make yeah, it. Yeah, artificial is the right yeah, word for it. That's um, that's doom for me. When I played Doom. Good point. Oh my God. Good point. It does make them super chunky. So, yeah, Last of Us survival, if you can, if you're willing on a second playthrough, is divine. I think it elevates every aspect of that game. So, so the question... <laughs> sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do this every time. I'm so sorry. Calm down, Mike. <laughs> um, Please go. Sorry. Uh, so they limit your resources, but they make the enemies easier to kill. Okay. 100%, 100%. One of the things you'll notice immediately is you remember how in The Last of Us, even if you've only played a little of it, you'll know that you'll walk into a building and there will be like a dozen lootable drawers and lockers and stuff like that. And you'll expect to find stuff in there on survival difficulty. <laughs> you'll be lucky if one of those drawers has anything in it, oh, <laughs> which is such, a, I find an interesting uh, addition to this sort of environmental storytelling. It's so rare that you pick up anything. The game really relies on giving you the full experience on absolute brass tacks, 
but as I said, it never feels necessarily harder for it. Just on the spur of a moment, you're going to think to use a bottle as a weapon rather than the 16 bullets you've got in your inventory, because in reality, you've only got about three. And then when you're out, the game is very merciful in just spawning some magically around the corner. So you're never in an impossible situation. Never, ever. Never, ever. You use all your bullets on shit aim, the game is going to give you a couple more as, a, as an olive branch. And that's the hardest difficulty. So it's very generous like that. So, all right. So my question... <laughs> sorry, I, was, I was just waiting for the... So my question is, let's just say you're reviewing this game and so KS is a big fan of playing and reviewing games on a harder difficulty than probably the normal person would. If you're reviewing the Mm. game, would you review it from what you've played? Because you're saying that this is like a perfect game for you now. Would you review it based on normal difficulty or would you review it based on your experience playing the hardcore mode or whatever the hardest difficulty is? Specifically because it's part one, I'd be making clear in my review that I've already finished this game on the original. I've finished the remaster. But taking that away, I mean just in in general, like... I I don't quite understand your question, but I would happily say that I wouldn't call it a perfect game on normal because going back and playing it on normal, it feels more like Uncharted. It feels more like an action game, whereas on survival, it's purely a survival horror game. Like it almost is a different game. The question is what mode would you review the game? If you're putting a score and a review on the website, are you reviewing that game based on normal difficulty or are you going to review it based on the harder one? Generally speaking, normal. Okay. Like if if I hadn't played The Last of Us before, I'm playing it on normal, so it's not going to get that score that I'm, or I, I'm not scoring it, but rather it's not going to get that glowing praise I'm giving it now. Okay, I would definitely play it on. I play full full disclosure. I almost always play a game on normal for review, unless it's like a remake of something I've already played on normal before. And you call yourself a gamer playing on? Normal. I know, right? These goddamn journalists and their easy mode. <laughs> Um, no, I was just wondering because, yeah, because KS, he normally plays it on hard. He so does, he does. We're very different like that. Um, he likes, he, he's also a big fan of artisanal difficulties as he calls them, but hard mode's not always artisanal. Sometimes it's just bullshit. He does love a little bit of bullshit, that man. Yeah, I think he might. Um, well, he likes fucking bullshit wines, I can tell you that much. So, <laughs> moving on, James, have you been playing anything? Yep. Sir, you've been very uh, quiet. I want to hear your voice. Yeah, so I am about, uh, I think, four or five hours into Forspoken, um, and yeah. I don't dislike it. Um, I think it definitely has problems. I see all the complaints, and I think they're pretty valid. The script is pretty dodgy, and um, it is definitely full of some some dialogue that I would have edited out. Um, but and, and yeah, like the open world is a bit empty as well. But I will say combat is exceptional. I think it's like a really robust, um, complicated system of like interlocking defensive and offensive magics that I am quite enjoying. Um, and I do think that the lead performance is genuinely charming at times. I've, I've laughed out loud a few times um, involuntarily. Like I, there are moments where that script actually does come alive and it does treat its world seriously and you do feel a little bit of impact for some of the stuff that's going on around you. Um, definitely not perfect, but I think this is just a really solid like 7 out of 10 turn your brain off and enjoy uh, a vaguely compelling open world game. Uh, and I've heard it's not huge either, so that's exciting. I, I like the idea of going back to sort of like a mid-size open world. Cool. Yeah. What nice. sort of combat is it like? 
like so it's like a third person brawler shooter thing it kind of wants to be like devil may cry a little bit yeah there is like a melee option where you get like a kind of like a lightsaber made of magic but then primarily you are just like uh standing back and flinging spells at at people um so like your basic offensive spells you start with like a scatter shot a charge shot and just a standard shot um i like the scatter shot sorry they're almost kind of like analogs for guns. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it works as. Um, it gets more interesting once you can start involving sort of environmental stuff. Um, so for, I think, like the left trigger, you can assign, um, you know, you can like sprout out a bunch of like weeds and stuff that slow down enemies, or you can whip out this giant uh, like phallic thing that both hurts them and heals you at the same time. It's, it's genuinely good. Like it, and it looks really good as well. Like it, there's a lot of particle effects going on. There's obviously been a lot of attention paid to the overall aesthetic of this game. I think sometimes that gets in its own way. Like the menus I find, they look like kind of like a Tumblr fever dream nightmare to me. Um, not, not that I don't enjoy that on its own merits, um, but it's just a little bit difficult to, to get through sometimes. Um, but yeah, having, having a good time with it. I definitely think that the demo did it a disservice because without the full blown context and without a slow build up of that combat, it isn't a lot of fun. I did not enjoy that demo. I was very vocal about that. I stand by that. It's not a good demo, but I think with the slow burn sort of that those first few hours give you, because it does take its time to let you fully get into its systems. Um, I think there's something of value here and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Nice. Um, speaking of fever dreams, sorry, briefly, has anyone seen Cult of the Lambs Twitter recently? Yes. <laughs> it is going off. Nathan, have you missed this? I have. I've not. I've, I've been so busy lately. I've not been on Twitter for the better part of a week. What have I missed? That's the <laughs> way to do it. You've Just missed, like um, Angry stuff. Birds and uh, the lamb, like, making out. A fever yeah. dream of going back to 2010. It's not even April 1st. Wow, <laughs> yeah, it was so bizarre. What did they have in store for us? We'll see. Deeply culturally relevant crossovers, apparently. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a little catch up for me. James, can yeah. you talk about the other game you've been <laughs> dabbling in or not? When you say, I've been dabbling in a few. I know. We, what? what what are we talking a, here? Has a sword. In the name? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So, um, the uh, Steam Next Fest demo for uh, oh, okay. what is it called? Wandering um, Sword. Wandering Sword mm. is is out at the moment, so you can go and download this on Steam. I'll have a write up later on in the week. Um, this is a. Uh, like a Chinese mythology inspired action RPG that cribs its visual art style pretty much one-to-one from um, a lot of the kind of like ultra HD 2D pixel art that we've been getting lately in Nathan, help me out. What are the names of these games? Live a Live, uh, yes. Octopath Traveler, they're your two notable ones. And That's we've it. got yeah. uh, Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D remake on the way. So it's still early doors for that kind of aesthetic. It is, and yet it it feels everywhere at this point. I, I don't know. Like it, I definitely though, feel like it? I've seen a lot of it. Um, I I come down on on two sides on it. I think sometimes it looks okay. Other times it's a bit garish. It's it's very shiny. Um, it lacks a little bit of character for my liking. I, I need some like texture when, in there. Yeah, I don't like when they flood it with bloom. That's something I've seen because yes. quite often they're done in the uh, Unreal Engine. I don't know if that makes bloom an easier option to add, but they can be definitely quite washed out at times. 
A little bit, yeah. Um, from what I've seen so far of this, which is only a couple of hours, it, it looks pretty solid. Um, you are a... It's like a wandering swordsman. Uh, you and your mates get attacked while traveling to a, I don't know, some city somewhere. Um, shit goes sideways. You wake up several months later in a small village. You have been poisoned. And um, so far from what I've seen, I'm just spending a bunch of time in this village, uh, gathering ingredients to heal myself, dealing with my uh, new spiritual master teacher whose wife has died and his daughter is there and they're all very sad. And it's it's not generic as such. Um, the translation actually I find to be quite amusing. Um, it's it's very like internet lingo English as opposed to like old timey English, which makes it feel incredibly out of place and very funny to me. Um, like it, yeah, I, I can't really even think of examples off the top of my head. There's a lot of just like cheers, like what? hello, I, fellow kids. How do you? Yeah, know? that that <laughs> kind of stuff. But th there's some charm to that. Um, yeah, like I said, art style looks good. The combat system is a sort of like a turn based ish grid based ish kind of system that you, I mean, you've seen it before you select an attack. You've got a certain amount of uh, squares that you'll be able to hit with that attack. You can move in the same turn. Uh, there seems to be a rolling stamina meter that builds up that if yours builds up before the enemies, you can just take another turn straight away. It doesn't seem entirely locked in, which is, um, you know, fluid and, and exciting. I've only had a couple of battles so far. One was with a very high level character at the beginning to sort of show off what later gameplay would look like. And that, that does look very cool. Um, and then I beat up some squirrels for stealing a girl's uh, sword. So I, I enjoyed that immensely. Um, yeah, so far, so good. I'm I'm waiting for the kind of the big hook. Um, I'm not really sure why I need to to care too much about this world yet. Um, but it you know looks great, has a good vibe to it. We'll we'll see how it goes. Cool. Now, if we didn't put context on that, you would have just described uh, live a live to a T right down to the combat <laughs> system and everything. Like it's uncanny. Interesting. You could put okay. these two side by side, and at a you know at a unknowing glance, you'd mistake the two right down the middle. Huh. Looks okay. mad. Looks yeah. like my cup of tea anyway. Yeah, when, when I saw it, I definitely thought of you at the time. Um, I'm trying to figure out who is. So this has been developed by the Swordman Studio, which I have personally never heard of. That doesn't <laughs> mean they haven't done anything. No. But um, it does seem like this might be their first breakout game. So um, definitely cribbing a lot of inspiration from, from things we've seen before, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. So Cool. Very nice. Uh, Nathan, you have a game to talk about to us about i can't remember the name you want me to do a, a quick little talk on yeah. maho kenshi i won't score it but i can tell you about it yep go for it fantastic so maho kenshi is a indie release from a small team that i believe is headed up by someone that's worked on some pretty big titles uh i think the big ones that come to mind might be the uh arkham asylum arkham city ports uh, marvel's the avengers but anyway the skinny on this game is it's heavily the gameplay was heavily inspired by board games and particularly uh, deck building games, which is a fairly ubiquitous uh, indie genre that pops up these days. If you don't know what a deck builder is, it's generally you start with a generic set of cards. There's some kind of marketplace system involved. It might be random chance or some way to acquire additional cards to that deck. So you'll start with 10 generic cards. You'll add cards to that deck. So you'll be spicing up your rotation and that will include special abilities, attacks, movement, buffs, all kinds of things. They're all, your, all your sets of abilities will be shuffled into this deck of cards that will be drawn each turn. Uh, one of the interesting things about this one is it, it plays very similar to a board game I won't explain, but a couple of listeners will identify called Clank, a deck building adventure. So some of these cards have movement uh, points assigned to them. So hopefully 
you'll, you'll come across some objectives in this game that will require you to reach a location a particular amount of time. So hopefully you've got a good array of movement cards in there. The actual context or theming of this game is it's set in kind of like this fantasy... Um, I want to say Japan, but it definitely draws some uh, inspiration from other sort of cultures that neighbour Japan, mainland China, for instance. Uh, these magical samurai, for lack of a better term. It's a very Western gaze on this kind of cultural representation. So it's, a, it's very stylized ninjas and samurai on a, floating on this celestial land that's almost this kind of faux fantasy Pandora type situation where these tiles are hovering over this continent. You're on the tiles up in the sky. There are goblins and wizards and all kinds of enemies that are posing a threat to the villagers that live up here. Uh, you can swing by these villagers during your turn as you're moving from hex to hex, picking up new cards, deleting cards from your deck to make it more refined, You know, get out more of what you want from it rather than something generic you've put in it earlier. Uh, so a lot, a lot of what you typically expect in any kind of deck building game. Uh, optimizing your deck, putting more cards in that do more fancy things, uh, creating fantastic combos. This is a, a deck building system that I think rivals and maybe even outperforms uh, Midnight Suns, but of course I would say that. It's just, it's just very satisfying that there's no long... Um, overburdening animation sequences with any of the tacks. The combos are given to you pretty upfront. There's great card variety. That's a criticism I had of Midnight Suns. Um, there's some. There's a lot of flavor text giving given to you in terms of what your mission is, what you're doing, but there's not really a plot to this world. You are a magical samurai or ninja or whatever it is, and there's people in need of saving. There's monsters in this world. So generally it's saving villages, wiping out monsters, and quite often there is a timer to this so you want to do this in an optimal way you can take diversions through these worlds so you can go into forests and find upgrades via potions and you know, summoning rituals to you know increase your health and base base stats uh, which is all very helpful actually there's there's not really any hidden numbers in this game everything's very upfront. Uh, so as someone, I, I would very easily recommend this firstly to folks that like their board games. This looks like a turn-based strategy video game. It's not. It's very much a digital board game through and through. It's a board game that's driven by deck building and uh, folks that come from the board game or tabletop scene will appreciate that. It, it's less handholdy for folks that are into video games. So it's definitely a board gamer's game. And for me, that's been a fantastic time. A couple of issues that I'm having so far. There's no mid-game saves whatsoever. So I've had issues where the game's crashed or there's been visual bugs that have prevented me from continuing. I've got to reset the mission. Uh, they're, not they're not always short missions. You know, sometimes Some of them can take up to an hour because uh, some of the worlds can be rather big and you're just moving it one tile at a time in many instances. But so far, uh, I'm probably about halfway through. I'm having a great time. And uh, this is, I think this is um, like you know, a thirty-dollar indie title from a from a first-time team. Uh, I'm I'm pretty pretty warm on it. Nice. Pretty hot on it per se. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Um, a Adam Adam would get a lot of that, but um, yeah. I heard cards, and I was like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, so, <laughs> a, a board game is video game, and yeah. Wouldn't resent anyone, anyone that bounced off it that wasn't fitting that category. Is there a lot of um, RNG aspects to the game that can stuff you no. over? 
No, not really. Not really. As I said, the game's very front and center with its numbers. So at worst, there's a little bit of maths involved when you're trying to optimize combos, but there's almost no randomness to it whatsoever. Everyone wears their numbers on their sleeve. If you're going to beat someone up, you know how much damage you're going to do to them, and you already know how much they're going to do to you. So it's all very static and upfront like that, which again, those, those board gamers are going to absolutely love. Because in video games, I suppose you're more used to numbers being in the back end and relying on a bit of chance and risk. That's not really... That's not really here. Nice. Mm. Very cool. All right, let's uh, move on. I think that's all we got for games at the moment. Um, before we do move on very, 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 very quickly, going to keep it super brief, Ash has done a review for Hogwarts Legacy. You can read that on the website. He and I will have a discussion separate to this that you can go check out if you want to. Otherwise, let's move forward. Um Australia, hey, let's 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 talk about the Great Down Under, uh, ah, and video video games that are made here. So, Chantel, you and I did a little article together where we discussed twelve games that we are uh, keen to keep an eye on uh, this year. But I thought we would, given the the news that's being actually great timing. So, shout outs to Screen Australia. I'm sure they're big fans of the show, but. Um, they have announced a bunch of funding for uh, 11 games. 11 games, 11 over $1.5 million. It's a huge it's investment. A it is. It's massive. So I'm just trying to – I did have the link. No, I didn't have the link. Yes, I did have the link. No, I didn't have the link. I'll get the link. Good good talk. Um, do, do we have um, a good – this is going to sound very ignorant, and I hope that it does. Do we have a good understanding or appreciation of what those numbers mean to those studios? Or we just know that any boost is a good boost and that's what we're being optimistic about. I feel like that's one of those things that with the right amount of time we could probably investigate. <laughs> um, so off the cuff, we don't really know. I we, think we're just it like, would this is good, it's better than nothing. Depend on the project as well. Like I'm just sort of scrolling through having a look, having a yeah, rough... Yeah, it doesn't really say what it's ha- for exactly. Yeah, having like a rough idea of some of these teams... Like Conscript, for example, is is one guy making this game, but obviously he has some contractors and stuff. So, uh, but like people in the past that I've spoken to for our made in Australia thing, they're just like this funding or any money just keeps the lights on, basically. Like it, you know, no good pays the wages. So, uh, yeah. So they've uh, they being Screen Australia have announced yeah the one point five million in funding for eleven games. They're one of them let's kick off is Bilkins Folly, which is a Tasmanian game. Then there's Call of the Golden Valley from Victoria. Uh, Conscript, Copycat, uh, Diets and Dieties, which I've never heard, is actually a Northern Territory. Uh, also a game being made in the Northern Territory, which is a rhythm cooking game that players will be able to taste. Uh, in a universe <laughs> drained of its diversity and left to wallow in its smashed <laughs> vanilla soy latte <laughs> players must help <laughs> deities 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 whatever deities, my deities. remember their culture by cooking dishes along to the music um there's a very very good article here by james uh big fan of the podcast that man uh if you want to go check out that yeah. <laughs> i'm claiming it uh <laughs> ghost cam which is made in wa janet de mornay is a slumlord and a witch uh, from New South Wales, Miss Katani Tail, WA, Pasture, the Livestock Simulator. I've never heard of this one. Again, another game made, being made in the top end of uh, uh, in the Northern Territory. 
Sacred Acorn, South Australia, and Trash, which is being made in Victoria. So they're going to revel in $1.5 million of uh, funding to bring their games to life. Let's quickly, or quickly, but let's, let's I guess, go around the round table here and maybe talk one or two games that's being made by Australian games. Um, sorry, being made by Australian devs, sorry, that were keen for this year, this year, to, to see more of. Maybe if to it's not... To see more of? Yeah. Who wants to go first? If, oh, I want to kick things off super quick with uh, that Janet de Mornay is a slumlord and a witch. This comes from uh, a... <clears throat> a pair of queer developers out of Sydney, uh, Fuzzy Ghost is, is the name of their, their little unit that they've got together. They uh, made the very strange, it was a queer man peering at a rock.jpg or something uh, sometime last year. They make these very kind of dreamlike uh, experiences. Um, I would not call them traditional at all. I am, I'm both like shocked and pleased to see that they've ended up on this list because I think that um, this level of funding going to such experimental queer developers is very exciting to me. So um, yeah, that that's that's definitely the one that I've been uh, most like oh about. Did you play Rockpool or, or whatever the title? Uh, I did, I did, I did. Yes, I had a. Uh, I'll say I had a nice night to myself while playing that one. <laughs> um, it was it was a nice night. <laughs> <laughs> I played um, Pebble Witch, which I think okay. is by them as well, which is just uh, really fun because you're just a witch and you talk to pebbles. And it was very weird, <laughs> and, but it's very nice and relaxing. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So they yeah they did that. And that came out at the end of 2020 in December. Um, actually, seeing the artwork, I do yeah I recall this game. I'd never played it, but I recall seeing it. Uh, Chantel, do you want to kick things off with what games you are excited for from Aussie uh, devs? Yeah, well, obviously, I'm really excited for Silk Song. <laughs> That's can't like say Silk the band. It's not a real game. It's banned. banned on this podcast. Why? Not, not a real game. Everyone talks what? about Silk Song. Like, everyone wants Silk Song. Where's the evidence? Yeah. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Not yet. That's why I said hopefully. Yeah. Oh, I've been banned. It's my favorite game. That's <laughs> nah, because we all we're all we're always going on about because we all love it. Oh, goddamn! Well, I don't know that. Um. <laughs> well, I guess dark I was web just streamer. Cutting it. Well, now nah, we're not. To- I was nearly going to be like Chantel. You have to change your silk song write up no! in this article because <laughs> it's been in every single one of these that we've done. Like, um, but carry on. Oh, yeah, but you can't not talk about it. It's Silk Song. Exactly. All right, so Dark Web Streamer. Okay, yeah. Um, I played this at PAX. PAX. Yeah, and I loved it. I had no idea what was going on, but it was really (laughs) beautiful. Um, It reminded me of like a... Junji, Junji Ito-like game that came out on Steam like a couple years ago where it's kind of like randomized events and you Is have to try World of Horror? Yeah. yeah! Yeah. Randomized yeah, events and you have to try and survive the world and it's kind of like that but you're just like a streamer um, with ads that pop up on the screen. Um, I don't I know... If anyone knows what, like, really, like, the what the plot is at the moment, um, 
But my understanding, I mean, I'm not even sure if it has like a clear A to B yeah. plot though. Um, based on like, I had a chat with a dev at PAX as well, and it, it seems to just be sort of a psychological descent into the the impacts of streaming and in a in a spooky world. Um, I I know I, I like the idea of it being a bit more of a freeform experience, but I'm not sure what the greater goal is. Yeah, I like the idea that you can't. It it feels like any way that you can kind of create your character and what they get into if they like. Mm-hmm. Go, go into the occult or kind of stray from it a little bit um but yeah that's what I'm really excited for mostly um as someone that's very visual or really into visual art I really like how gritty and dark and surreal this is looking um and is also it black that and white I can't remember if it's fully black and white or if it's got like other it, sort of it's darker. like a one bit black and white style and they have yep. a like a color over it sometimes like they'll have a red over the black and yep. white um, and I'm pretty sure most of it is like, um, like procedurally generated too, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, that's what, something that I'm really excited for. I don't know if that's actually going to come out this year, but if it does, that would be really exciting. I think they're based on the conversations we had at PAX, they're looking for funding, um, but like a publisher. I think once I think, once that yeah. thing finds its audience, so it's yeah. it's gonna pop. Um, well, I think yeah, get a Kickstarter going. I would I would say they've got probably got a few interested um, parties. Mm. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, hopefully we see more of it this year. Because I know James, you were you were very keen on that. Nathan, did you play that yeah. at PAX? Yeah. No, oh, but I've right, been no. very keen on the situ- on on the conversation. Yeah, I think I think I had a little bitch belly situation before. I was just about to get onto this. Oh, I came very close to playing it. It's definitely. I think one thing I did say was it was the booth that stood out the most to me in mm-hmm. that area of the indie games. Like that booth just drew me. I can't specifically remember why. It just had a very interesting was, presence. It was one of the few booths that like really leaned into the aesthetic of what it they were pitching, right? Like yeah. it was covered in actual like things you could touch and little like red yeah. candles and like it was very like just spooky and yeah. fun. Like good. Yeah. It also like, helps that it was around a lot of um like really happy go lucky booths. And oh, then you just look <laughs> yeah. in the middle and it's just black. <laughs> It's the emo kid at the party. Um, But that game is drawing me significantly, especially because I like those games that have more of a visual novel type pacing. The fact I can kind of take a bit of a backseat on it by the Mm -hmm. sounds of it. So I only want to see more, but um, obviously you folks can contribute to that more than me. I actually didn't play it. I watched Kieran and Chantel play it. so. So you've already seen more than me. Yeah. 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 The idea of it, everything you have said, it, it sounds right up my alley. Cool. Uh, James, what have you got for, what's a game you're keen on being made here in our backyard? Um, look, I know that we've definitely talked about this before. I even, I think I wrote a little preview of it, but Broken Roads uh, continues to look exceptional. Uh, this is the kind of like isometric Fallout old school fallout inspired uh rpg sent the australian outback during a some form of apocalypse um it's yeah it, it's kind of like i think that pitch right there should pretty much sell you on why this thing rules um i think having it be very distinctly australian is obviously what's going to set this thing apart quite a bit like you know it's been a while since we've had like a mad max inspired thing sort of emerge especially in gaming um so that there's a lot of good stuff there there's a lot of great uh people working at drop bear bites the studio there's a lot of people there with um very deep roots in the kind of like uh, RPG storytelling uh, branches of gaming. So yeah, that that one's, we've talked about it a bunch before. We probably don't need to go over it all again, but uh, yeah. 
Cool. Nathan. Well, we've covered Dark Web Streamer, and we're not talking about Silk Song, so I guess the only other thing I can really throw out at the risk of being a bit boring, is conscripts. Now, obviously, Zach, I've listened to your Made in Australia about this and gotten a very uh, very exciting deep dive into what this game is looking like, both where it's come from and where it's going. And based on the things that I enjoyed most of Signalis, seems to be a lot of the things that, um, yeah, Mr. Jordan Mochi? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right. These these seem to be the kinds of things that mm. he seems to be zeroing in on, like the the puzzles being not convoluted, but you know, like solvable. They're not things that you have to bash your head against the wall. They're just there as like little interruptions to the pacing to kind of reset um, the way he's treating you know combat with static movements as you aim and just all, all those little things that I kind of liked about Signalis. I'm hoping, like obviously these things are developed very separately, but I think they've found the the, the mechanics and, and little bits that work best in survival horror games, like classic ones, Silent Hill, Resident Evil, and uh, I think he's he's going to do it. Well, I hope he's able to reproduce them here in, in a good manner. He certainly understands what makes those games work. Mm. Yeah, he, he's been very big on, because that game was meant to come out a couple of years ago, but he was very much like... Been around a while. He's like, this is my first game. I want it to be, to release in the absolute best possible way that it can. Um yeah, and like I can't, I can never recall. But do you like the older RE games? I think you do. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I love that 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 classic formula of just having a map and exploring it and finding locked doors to come back to. All that shit. Yeah. So this game is is very inspired by old school RE games. And did you check it out at PAX? I know that your your PAX time again was, only yeah. saw yeah saw the booth again. That was another good looking booth. I mean, it helps it. Jordan's a he, he presents as a pretty bulky dude, so yeah, he, he definitely stood out among them developers. He's uh, keeping keeping the body pretty tight, definitely keeping trim, it? eh? He's a trim dev. Um, lost my train of thought now, but um, shouts out, mate. Shout <laughs> outs. Um, no, so he no, not not he, but um, I don't know if you saw James and Chantel. If you checked out Conscript, I think James, you definitely did. I know Chantel, if you saw it, but the smoke effects and stuff that he's using mm-hmm. in that game. Like mm-hmm. from when I played that game for the Made in Australia a couple of years ago, like the, like the demo build to what it, I saw at PAX, it, it's come a long way. Like it's, it looks really good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's still I can look, definitely look see good, yeah. Yeah. Like invoking the Signalis kind of comparison point, I think is, is really good because it's that combination of, uh, you know, old school quote unquote art direction. And then these just absolute ripper lighting effects put on top of it. Um, yeah. Good shit. Delicious delicious i'm gonna go a couple different ones i haven't talked about on the podcast uh you know i'm keen for box night you know i'm keen for repeller fella two of james's ones he loved from uh pax but uh <laughs> um Fuck off. I'm, gonna give, <laughs> I'm gonna give a shout out to gubbins which is not a game i thought i would be interested in at all really but i sat down and i think every, everyone had kind of gone their separate ways for a little bit gone to explore and i kind of sat down and was like oh, i'll give this give this game a crack it's you know they've taught, it's got an amazing like uh, bright vibrant almost like a play schooly kind of like art style where it's like got like those kind of cartoony children's character kind of things um, but it's like a word game it's basically scrabble uh and you got these little creatures or, or, or friends or whatever called gubbins and they affect your word so some will finish the word for you some will like play with the tiles on the on the screen 
Uh, it just looks like a whole lot, lot of fun. The only thing that shits me is it's only coming to iOS at first. So it's not even launching on like Android and iOS. It's just iOS first. So fuck, I can't play it. Unforgivable. You know what um, Gubbins kind of reminds me of? This unlocked like a weird memory for me. It reminds me of that um, Dumb Ways to Die ad of that the Metro trains did. (laughs) I don't know why. This is something I'm not aware of. I can. Oh, you haven't seen it? Is this a Victorian thing? Yeah. Oh. I'm I'm freshly minted, so this this might be. Yeah, this is. yeah, that does look like a lot like that. Uh, if you I'll, search, I'll do some research later. Yeah, watch search, the video. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's good. <laughs> Dumb ways to die. That's very good. Um, Chantel, you're up next. What's, yeah. your, what, what's another um, one you're keen for? What one that, uh, where is it? Um, the Drifter. I was hoping to talk about that. Yeah, a really interesting game to me, mostly because I found it in in a very, like, convoluted way. I was, like, just going around Ichio for a time when I was really, really into it. And I actually found Acid Knife first, which is a game that they, they are, Powerhoof is, like, simultaneously making. And I've been pl- um, following that game for ages. What's the team called? Powerhoof. Uh, Powerhoof. They're a Melbourne dev team. I think they're... Yeah. Is it two people? No, it's, it's not two people. Yeah, two people. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even realise they were Melbourne-based people mm. at that stage. And I was just like, yeah, this looks sick. I can't wait for it to come out. And then when you were um, asking to write about the article, I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll have a look. And then I found out that they were Melbourne-based. And I was like, oh, wow, I've been following these guys for ages. Um, and I, I was going to mention Acid Knife because it's kind of like a platformer, dungeon crawler, really, really cool art style. Um, kind of, it feels like very noir, like contrasty mm. and dark. I think James and Nathan had like both these games. Yeah. I, reckon... I had a quick look at the Drifter and I'm already intrigued. Yeah, but I didn't think Acid Knife was coming out this year. So I was like, oh, the Drifter, which is the other game. Um which, yeah, it's like a very narrative-based... Uh, what, what would you say is the setting? Um, I don't know. I'm scrolling back to it. I don't, I don't even really remember, but they're very inspired by, like, dark synth yeah. um, sort of... I, I think it, this is kind of like a detective noir um, yeah. so narrative storyline. The Steam blurb is a pulp adventure thriller, a drifter... Oh, mur- uh, sorry. A drifter, murdered, finds himself alive again seconds before his death. Struggling to maintain his sanity, can he unravel the conspiracy surrounding his condition and those hunting him? Yeah, it's very interesting. There's a lot of mystery there. I don't know, like, what the the um, gameplay is going to be like. or if it, I think it, I would assume it's like a point and click. Or it it's is, going yeah. to be, yeah. Of, of that um, style, yeah. And it says here that um, drawing on King... Crichton, Crichton, uh, and Carpenter, and a, with a dash of seventies. Oh, Crichton. Crichton. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yep. So horror, uh, yeah, spooky authors and shit. Oz, seventies Ozploitation. 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 Oh, this is sounding better and better. Yeah, I, th- I think you guys would definitely love it. Um, I'm in. I'm down. But no, it does look. It looks. It looks very cool. I wasn't. I was not. This is one I keep checking out all the time, and it never has like an like an actual date. 
but I was yeah. yeah but but when you put it in, I was doing some searching, and there I think somewhere they did mention twenty twenty three. So that was crossed. recently, yeah. Mm. So think, yeah, fingers crossed. Well, thanks for putting that one on my radar, James. Sir, yeah. Uh, all right, so League of Geeks have a pair of games coming that are look like very interesting yin and yang of each other. Uh, Jump Light Odyssey and Solium Infernum. Uh, these both seem like very PC, ask PC games, um, strategy titles, both but in different directions. So it uh, looks like Jump Light Odyssey is some sort of like ship management with a soap opera thrown in on the top. It's got a very like... Uh, vaguely He-Man sort of era cartoonish aesthetic going on, uh, managing a massive spaceship, keeping everybody happy and healthy, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, I think the art style is what grabbed most people's attention when this was first announced because it does just look like a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, but on top of that, yeah, that, that seems to be some interesting systems in there. And Solium Infernum has an incredible art style. And I know Nathan's pretty chuffed about this one as well because it seems very much like his type of game. So I might let him handle the, the nitty gritty of this one i don't know shit about this other than the <laughs> fact that it looks mean do you, do you oh, know much what? about this i i mean i've seen a little bit but i don't know the dates i'm just like it's a grand strategy game so it's going to be like i guess maybe like the total war games a little bit or the civ games but yeah in hell so political <laughs> strategy games set in hell yeah like that is a hell of a pitch um so um uh, yeah like probably like again a lot of these games i think once you see them you get a better understanding of why i'm so hype about them i do love my aesthetics um but uh <laughs> yeah so league of geeks uh doing some interesting work this year and probably into next year cool these are the yeah this is the armello folks so they know how to do that kind mm. of like digitized board game type of stick yeah i didn't no, I get it. And Jumplight obviously looks amazing too. I'm sold. Good cool. team. Go off. All right, share your uh, your second uh, second one, sir. Solium. No, 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 Nathan. Jumplight. Oh, sorry. Oh, conscript. Are you going to talk about no. another one? No, I no. think we all Solium heard you say, I share your. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Share <laughs> yeah, your. Okay, cool. I, heard, I share your. <laughs> No, sorry. Share your. Would you like to share your second one? Oh, Solium <laughs> Infernum. Okay. Fair <laughs> that was worth it. Yeah, what a that game. That game. <laughs> I mean, look. In all honesty, other than their announcement tease, I don't think League of Geeks have really followed up with much information on this, have they? So they've got all their uh, their blasting on the Steam page about this, you know, being about fallen. Uh, archangels or something fighting over hell and uh, there's going to be some kind of like hex-based movement alongside maybe some I'm, I'm guessing perhaps real-time strategy formation battles like we saw in total war that's that's what i'm making out between the esteem pages descriptors and the images and either way that if if my fantasy interpretation of that is correct that that i'm going to be chuffed yeah that's right up my alley cool uh, the last one for me that we'll talk about before we move on is Bilkin's Folly, which actually did get some money from Screen Australia. Did anybody play this or even see it at PAX? So, th so this was part of the little um, Screen Taz or whatever they call it. I think it's Screen Taz, isn't it, Nathan? Uh, yeah, it is. Let's yeah, say, anyway. yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, so that's the, this is by, I think his name is Luke Webster and his studio Webisoft. Uh, so this is like a pixel art kind of thing, but very, very colourful. 
very playful. Um, and you play as a character called Percival, uh, Percy Bilkins, who's a treasure hunter, but he's searching for his missing uh, relatives and they've been missing for quite a while. And the little hook with this game is you actually have to go through and use your cartography skills on a map. So Percy's like a very skillful map user. Uh, and you got to use his skills and look at your map, and then based on the clues that you get, you got to like go to parts of the of the map or the world, and then try and dig, dig up treasure, dig up clues, and all that sort of stuff. So it looks it looks quite different, quite unique. Um, Adam and I did did play it at PAX, and it was it was like it was fun. It's probably not the best game to probably play at a convention, but you could definitely uh, have some fun seeing home and finding treasure and yeah it was just a cool little um mechanic that i've not seen anywhere before like you had to kind of guess yeah guess where things were on the map and yeah and there's a dog and you can pet the dog so it, it reminds me ever so slightly of a really neat game i played last year on the switch it's already been out on other platforms but it was called um cleo a pirate's tale oh yeah uh, very similar art aesthetic. That was a bit more of an adventure game, whereas this has definitely got a few more puzzles in mm. there. Yeah. Um, but I, I see I see some thematic crossover. I quite enjoyed Cleo. I could see myself enjoying this. Yeah, it's probably not something that I would play normally, but I, yeah, I quite... Uh, things you find on the pack showroom floor, right? Yeah. Love a surprise. Very cool. All right. Does anybody have any other ones they want to give a quick shout-out to at all before we move forward? Yeah, sweet. Uh, I'm going to give Dross a, Dross a shout out. Uh, I, play? I, I feel like James played Dross. I played Dross oh. and I played it at home too. No, Dross. I didn't play it there because I downloaded it at home. It's the one with the little like inky blob Yeah, thing. it is because I was hovering over your shoulder while you were playing it. That was the yeah. first game yeah. I played at PAX and I knew you were over my shoulder and I could not solve a really simple no, puzzle. And I was you, like, oh, fuck it, you got I'm the, out. You got, the, you got the performance anxiety. Yeah. I did. I really did. I had to walk away. And I was like, because then they're like, oh, do you want to follow up? I'm like, no, I'm not going to outdo him. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> um, I, yeah, the, I, I, so that's one of the games that we mentioned or that I mentioned in Chantel and I's article. Um, yeah, I downloaded the demo at home. I actually quite enjoyed it. Quite fun. It reminded me of Maximo, which was like a PS2 game. I don't know if anyone ever played that. that that's a good comparison, yeah. Um, yeah, s- similar sort of... Uh, action kind of game where uh, so you're uh, you're a human and this little blob thing is like joined itself onto you but then you've got to like detach the blob and play as the blob to get like under uh, to access certain Through parts like of yeah breaks. yeah to access certain parts of the world so you can unlock doors or whatnot yeah it's pretty cool that's coming from a, a prism developer called emerge worlds anyway so Chantel mine uh, our articles on the site you can read that you can read that there let's move Two, let's talk about the day before. I know we talked about it last week, but of course they fucking come out and dropped 10 minutes of gameplay <laughs> after we'd already recorded the podcast. The podcast hadn't even come out and they dropped this gameplay. Um, Walking simulator. I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. Um, so who watched it? I think we all, we all watched it, didn't we? The moment I woke up. I I was like, give me that gameplay. <laughs> yeah. And what you, Yeah. <laughs> and how did you feel, James? How did you feel watching that ten minutes of gameplay? Gameplay. I gameplay. 
Really emphasizing that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, look, it, it may Raw, have been the fact. Uncut. <laughs> that's <it. laughs> I, I was half awake at the time. And I, I just kind of remember being like, is this the final sound design? Surely not. I, like, I didn't know if I was just getting too irritated Surely because I was not. just waking up. Um, but then I've, I've recently, I've, I've gone back and I've rewatched it. And uh, one, very irritating sound design. But two, birds? that entire birds, stretch of game. Sorry? You're talking you talk about, about the birds? Or the elevator The, the music. birds, the music that plays when you're tinkering yeah. with your guns. Oh, oh. It, <laughs> oh that's Like, that choice. is some Fallout 76 <laughs> level fuckery right there. i not a fan. Um, no, look, it's it's definitely 10 minutes of, of walking. Yeah, like, you're there. Raw, uncut walking. Mm. And, by, and, like, by the looks of that character, she's done a lot of walking. Because... Um, <laughs> That was a. Uh, let's just let's just say she's not lifting with her back. <laughs> that ass. I did. <laughs> I did notice that was the first comment that I saw on that YouTube video, and I was like, <laughs> "What? No, surely not." I scrolled back up. I was like, "Oh, yeah, no, there it is." I see it. Yeah, I was kind of yeah. like, "That's okay. Yeah, that's all right." Um, I want to talk about. Okay, I want to defend it a bit later, but no one's attacking it. No, <laughs> don't defend it. So, okay, let's do, let's do that now because it, it was just ten minutes of running through or jogging through a pretty empty world. A lot of stuff that I've read has like if you show off, and again, uh, this is purely just for conversation aspect. But if you show off a lot of these similar kind of games like Daisy, all that sort of stuff, ten minutes of gameplay is probably going to be very similar to that. You know, like you're moving through a relatively empty world. Um, yeah, so that's, I guess, you know, and that's maybe what this game potentially is because that's what it's sort of going for. So, but yes. Yeah, but I, this is like Daisy 10 years ago. Well, you're fuck, correct. Like, and I think the he's... The alpha. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you're right. I would agree. But I'd also wonder if Zach's kind of implying that maybe this is kind of a, a call back to that. You know, Possibly. Because was popular for a minute. I do think. Do you it's, really want that slow burn? Well, as I said before, I just want something that's fun. Um, <laughs> and look, <laughs> nothing I really saw here looked fun, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. That Kool Aid's getting harder to drink. No, um, <laughs> the the main thing, yeah. So like the ten minutes is just walking. The it was the it was the zombies that kind of ruined it for me a little bit. Um, I thought, I thought the world and, like, the scope and the, of the world was quite good. Graphically, it's obviously, like, you, you watched that first gameplay reveal from a year or, you know, a year and a bit ago or whatever it was. That game looks hot. That game looks shit hot. Looks That thing is, it's stunning. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and you kind of watch the other gameplay, one that they did, which was sort of in the, they go, they go into a house and stuff like that. Again, looks, looks very good. Uh, and then this one is just, it looks a bit ass to, um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the shine is gone, right? Yeah. Like it's just like it's got like a matte finish now instead of a shine finish. It's I uh, thought parts of the world looked okay. Like so, like I tried to look sure. at like some of like the lighting stuff on like the puddles and stuff looked good. I thought yeah, like I thought the actual world design looked pretty good. The the scale of it looked really good, but yeah, that was a bad demo. Like if you're trying to sell people that your game is a real, you know, and to get people back on the hype train, that's a bad gameplay video. What did you think of, oh boy, what did you think of the point where the character runs into the diner just to set off an alarm? 
Oh yeah. And just punch a dial, and it, it, all the numbers are like rubbed off, and you're like, hmm, what could the passcode be? It couldn't be those ones that are being rubbed off. I just thought that was well. That's not new. A little bit embarrassing. Oh, that's not new. No, they've, they've kept that. They've shown oh. they've shown that mechanic before. Yeah, that exact puzzle before. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. god. So they go into a house and, and like the alarm goes off. Um, but yeah, that was a very strange thing because they go into a thing, set off an alarm, fucking loot a handbag, and correct, correct, and then fuck off again. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it, the handbag looked like shit. But go on. Yeah. They could have even shown like them fighting against like other players though. Just something. Yeah, well, there was like, another player, but it's like you don't know if that's just is, – is that another person? Is that just – yeah, That like, other player doesn't do anything that, like, exhibits actual player behavior though, right? Just, it's just a, just a person walking around with them. Because so, in these games, there's there's normally a bit of a dance before the firefighter erupts, isn't there? Yeah. Like, hey, what are you doing? Mm. You good? You friendly? Psh. Yeah, and that's mm. – I mean, like, you watch that first gameplay video and it is that, like, Ubisoft kind of level of, like, commentary in it um mm-hmm. but this just had nothing it just had a fucking bird a bird on repeat right like you want to talk i know i sort of ragged on the the sound design when we first got started here but the other like really disconcerting thing about this is just how fucking quiet it is um like no real oomph to any of it no game chatter no music really no it, it's just it feels dead uh and that's a very strange thing to be showing off what was supposedly like a month out from launch. Um, Wait, this is a month out from launch? It was. So, was. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So this is... this At the point of recording three weeks out from launch, correct? Yeah. So this goes mm. back to kind of what I said like way... like Not way before, but like a few weeks ago and stuff. But the reason why I reckon they have not shown this game is because it just doesn't look that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's why they've been very cautious to... Because I think, I think I might, I don't know if I said these words, but like they've obviously done this concept trailer they did a year ago. It's got way more hype than they ever imagined. And they kind of go, and now they've kind of shit the bed, like, fuck, we have to make a game that's going to be this good. And they just can't, whether it's resources, money, people. I think the um, scope was too big for them, perhaps. And I reckon like, that's why they've kind of just just kept it under wraps because they want, you know, they want to keep the hype up. But it was just a very like, no, if they knew that, why'd they show this video? Why? Because like surely somebody in that company has gone, this is a bit of a shit video. This is not going to go well for you. Because like they, so they promised that they would show major features of this game in this gameplay. The whole point of this, of this 10 minute gameplay video was, to announce the delay, apparently, uh, but also to show off major features of, of the game, which we got we got nothing. There was pretty much nothing new in this game apart from the weapon yeah. customization a little bit. No which hard, was, there's no <laughs> mission. The weapon customization, two, two attachments. It, it was, I don't know, it's all pretty... And the text pun, stock standard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's well, so ugly. It, it just looks like kind of a stock standard, like this is the default setting that happened when you installed the, the, you know, the engine. Um, yeah. And there's a post on Reddit, which obviously, and they've found like a asset pack, and that's fine. Like, I, I, that doesn't really bother me. Mm. Um, Gotta start somewhere. But yeah, so there's just a lot of, and the other, yeah. But just before we go into the next thing, the it's the yeah the zombies that kind of ruin it for me a bit. Like, I can deal with a pretty empty world if you want it, like in terms of other shit going on. But the zombies, which are I think a selling point for me, if this didn't have zombies in it, 
I probably wouldn't be playing it, right? Um, mm. But when they're shooting, there's like six of them in the whole fucking video too. In this whole 10 minute, they shoot six zombies and they're about 50, 20 meters away and they pose no threat to the, mm-hmm. to the player. You know, they're running and they just get shot, bang, dead. Um, you know, and you, you, like, you don't see like dead bodies like in the streets or anything like that. It's just, it's, yeah. it's very, yeah. Also, like where's the, where's the map? You know, where's, because I know you were talking before about the scale of this world and whatnot, right? I'm literally watching it now. And like, yeah, yeah they're moving through those environments, but like very easily could just be a corridor. That's that's not hard to yeah. sort of fake in this situation. And then when they open the inventory screen, it's just inventory at top. There's no other like, you know, player build fucking yeah. map yeah. settings, anything like that. I don't know. There's just, it just doesn't feel feature complete, obviously. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm willing to move on from it not being real. Um, I, I think that Zach's <laughs> probably correct in that this does exist, um, but I think what exists is um, not ready, not going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to call it like a piece of shit or anything. Like obviously people are working on this, well, volunteering on this. Um, so you know, it's. I feel like we're gonna get a a No Man's Sky situation happen. Where they wow. promised a lot and then release came and it was nothing. And then, what, they spend 10 years trying to take back their audience and actually make a complete game. Mm-hmm. But they uh, but <laughs> they got there. Mm. Oh, it's beautiful there. now. Oh, could, my God. Could, could the day before. Yeah. <laughs> I, still, I still think they're, they're like the, the, one of the defences that they used is very fair. Like they have not asked for money from anybody. No crowdfunding, no pre-orders. I, I know, but really, like, what are you losing here? Prop night. Of the hope. Okay, well, but Prop Night is a playable game that actually had relatively good reviews on, on launch and had a player base. Oh, did it? Yeah. If it did, then then uh, I stand correct. I think they kind of have shit the bed on updates on that a little bit. Or they, they rebooted or re- they did some sort of update to it where they... I don't know, I can't remember, but I read it somewhere like they rebooted shit or something and players got pissed off and then they were like, no, 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 we'll take it back. But everyone had had kind of deserted them at that point. Um, yeah, I just think I th- that, you know, all that you're losing is your emotional time for me. Um, for you. Yeah. When will they start taking pre-orders, do you reckon? Um, not probably... I, I so what, know. November 10th for the, the new release date. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm. Do, well, still coming out is, this Do you year. think they will actually go for a price tag on release? Yeah, 100%. Mm. You mean, uh, wait, are you saying free to play? Free to play. No. Nah. No. Nah. Microtransactions out the ass. No. Nah. Monetize that shit. It'll, I think based on the amount of hype on this game, they would be insane. <laughs> I mean, you know... Obviously, it's kind of it's getting a bit lukewarm now, but I think there's still <laughs> if you put that back up on Steam, that would still be in the top in the most top wishlisted games. Um, I think I read somewhere that's mm. it's got like two hundred thirty thousand wishlists. Because people don't know how to remove things from their wishlist. If you've actually tried, it's not as easy as you think. Really, it's fucking easy as. No, it's not. No, their their whole UI component for the wishlist is broken. Half the times you go to remove something, it doesn't remove. Oh, really? Oh, I don't think. And and quite often it will duplicate your entries. Their whole their wishlist system is yeah, in right. bad need of an update. Uh, I just think that like if they didn't sell this for money, crazy madness. Anyway, let's push forward. Is very, this very on quickly. Steam? 
it was, and it got pulled because of the trademark issue. Yet they just showed up a whole fucking gameplay with the day before. So. Oh, okay. I was gonna say this I was is trying what to we find. Meant, and there was a lot of drama last month. Oh. Yeah. So it, it disappeared from Steam. A very, very quick thirty-second wrap. Basically, it was coming on March one, and they announced they were going to be. There was this gameplay showing, which they were apparently were going to show the uh, announce the delay, but then it got pulled from Steam because of a Steam bug. Right. Turns out, no, that wasn't a Steam bug. It was a trademark issue. Someone in South Korea had uh, bought the trademark to the game after they announced it and hadn't trademarked it, basically. Oh, no. And didn't and didn't realise for a year or something. Or the, the whole thing is, like, comically absurd. How do you not realise? business standpoint, yeah. That's yeah. a good question, Chantel. Well, <laughs> what people have realised is that the opening to the day before's 10-minute gameplay video is almost <laughs> identical to Call of Duty's Black Ops trailer. Oh! Yeah, like shot for shot. Shot for <laughs> shot. You're joking. Is there like comparison? Have you not? Oh, like have you, have you not there's the case. So if you go to the... Bro, I haven't been on the internet enough. If you go to the podcast.co, the second link is that um, article. Thank you for that insider access, my friend. Um I'm going to have a squeeze. This is not... Okay, they, they don't link the tweet. Sorry, they don't link the tweet that um, was initially there. There's actually a better tweet. But you get the you get the idea. Um, okay. Sorry, Black Ops Cold War trailer. Cold War, okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it is like... So the shot that's like through the grills. Um, oh, no. And the shot that's behind the person going into a, a room uh, and then there's um, the red face up face up facing mm, mm, mm. Mm. I kind which is of arguably the best part of that trailer <laughs> see this I'm I don't want to say like I'm okay with it because clearly they've just fucking ripped this but this it's going to sound so fucking weird this to me is this is cut scene or you know this is not gameplay <laughs> so, so clearly what we saw after this little intro bit is very different to to that uh, but they are heavily inspired by basically every game that's uh out there so i'm starting to feel a little bit bad for them <laughs> like i feel oh. like i don't know they were just like a bunch of just wait till she sees the volunteer video. Oh, oh no! Oh, yeah, man. they're just a bunch of volunteers that so were trying worse. to make a game for fun and probably just wanted to make a small Daisy game. They were and now... Russian, or they still are Russian, if that affects your judgment. Maybe they should just <laughs> take their time. Yeah, and it's now it's just become this huge thing with huge expectations, and they can't pull it off. And I feel really bad for them. Oh, it gets yeah. There's, okay. Maybe she'll go down the rabbit hole. So, okay, Chantel, <laughs> I know everyone's, the, the, everyone's heard this a million times, but they announced ages ago that uh, everyone at the company is a volunteer, whether they're paid or unpaid, and they're actually using unpaid volunteers on this game. And very proud of it too. So are they actually, is anyone in the company getting money? Yes. Or are, are they all volunteers? Well, they all consider themselves volunteers because any, anything that you do in life, Chantel, how can you be uh, a paid you have a volunteer? Choice. 
they've been funded. The game is fully funded by means that are... Publisher? Murky. Hmm. Well, <laughs> publisher. Oh. Yeah, that there's a story there somewhere. It kind of feels like a, a scam publisher that... now. <laughs> <laughs> Chantel's just, just caught up with the internet. <laughs> I, I, I just bold. like went... <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think she should. I think she Gotta should dig around this man. rabbit hole. Um, oh, yeah, I think I think she's. I think she's onto it. Yeah, you, you need to watch the Life at Fantastic video. That'll just. Oh, it's something. <laughs> oh no. There is a video <laughs> that will blow you. This away. company. That was the video that changed my mind on all of this. Okay. This is. It's yeah. recent. A studio that like. Just makes choices that you're like, why would you do that? Why would you show that mm. to people? I'm not going to spoil the video in the hope that maybe she does watch it. She will. So I'm glad that you folks, you guys kind of spoiled it for me a little bit, but then it was so much more going in <laughs> without that knowledge. Would Sorry. Blown me away. Sorry for the spoilers on that one. Yeah, mate. Come on. <laughs> do do they have any like cryptocurrency attached to this? Cause you know, now we're, not yet. we're starting not to yet. sniff out something. Uh, Zach, what do you make of this? Um, playing the day before short. Oh, that thing as well. I forgot about that. So there's a, yeah, there's a 30 second clip that they put up on their YouTube Wait. channel of um, <laughs> someone in front of a computer with something on the screen uh, moving the mouse around. Now, if you wanna if you wanna think that that's that's gameplay, sure. Um, Again, I'm not fully convinced that's not just <laughs> rendered onto the screen in the video. Again, but. like this is the thing. Why that is brilliant. Uh, I just, didn't know that. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. So they basically did this premiere of this 10 minute video. Then there was like another premiere, right? Uh, it's like playing the day before. I'm it, looking for it now. Uh, it goes like 40 seconds. Um, again, wh- why? Wh- like why? If, if your game is being like attacked in from every angle and every single thing that you put out there is being analysed almost obsessively at this point by people that are fans of it and people that want to prove that it's a f- fake game, why would you put that video out? Mm-hmm. Because it just looks fake. Like it looks like a fake video on top like, of everything. It's else. like it's something that a person playing a fake game would do. Like, yeah. we've seen, <laughs> we, we, the funny thing is, is we've grown up seeing video games played in movies. Wrong. Like we've sat there and mm. gone, "That's not how you hold a controller." People have yeah. like slowed it right down yes. and gone, and they they do. But some people say that his hand things match what happens on the screen yes i've gone full uh, detective mode here myself been like wait are the reflections on his face matching the colors i'm seeing on screen which kind of but also kind of dark shot video though well that's it It look it like i uh, when you film a screen there is evidence that you are filming a screen and there isn't any of that here it just looks like a very good point perfectly rendered gameplay pasted on top of a screen um I don't, I don't know. Down that rabbit hole again. Yep, there it is. It's so enticing. Yeah, I think I just got <laughs> blackpilled into being like, Black. damn, this isn't a real <laughs> and ag- game. And again, it's not even a good video. No. I can't it's find the same it. Straight. <laughs> is it really? Pretty sure it's the same straight from the uh, the yes. other one. I, except this I, time I, the I shooting is it. in like a first person camera for some reason. And the guy has um just to remind you that it exists it's, if it does. It's a guy in full burn yeah. like Army gear, I think. Like, uh, yeah. I think he vaults Stomping on one point. Wait, do we see the? Do we do we see the chick vault? No, he doesn't. He just goes around the thing. Sorry. Mm. No vaulting in this game. 
Anyway, we've gone on <laughs> way too much about fucking the day before again, but people love it. We're, we're having we a good time. certainly do. We yeah. certainly do. <laughs> oh, um, shit. Yeah, it's a fucking choice, isn't it? That's something that we'll say a lot tonight, but. Um, yeah, just warming up. Jesus. Like. <laughs> The, the quote that they have on their website for volunteering, though, is so funny. Please read it out for us and remind us. <laughs> well, first they have that comes from the Latin word, and then they do what they oh, say, no. whatever you do in your the life. Webster's Dictionary definition <laughs> yeah. of volunteer. You're, you have only two choices do it willingly or unwillingly. If you help a stranger carry heavy boxes into their house willingly, you enjoy it. If you carry those heavy boxes unwillingly, every moment will be like torture. So volunteering means that you bring certain pleasantness to every action you take. Damn right, comrade. That's great. That's it. Now let's go out for lunch. <laughs> yeah. And you better fucking be happy. Before we get the website itself looks like just like a... Stuck on WordPress, like yeah, website. Yeah, nothing, wrong with, nothing wrong with WordPress, mate. There's nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's been peeled. That's it, mate. <laughs> yep. In real time, <laughs> watch that happen. That was good. Fucking <laughs> podcast right here, bookmark. This is the thing, right? This is the thing about this game is that it's just, it's blown up so much just based on all this. What even is this? Is it fake? Is it real? Other other people on the w- that work like there there's like a bunch of them with photos up. Are they just like AI generated people? Are they even real? I was gonna tell you something, but you're you're better hearing it in the video itself. Oh, just, okay. Yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh right. god. Let's let's push forward. So right, the day before, let us know what your thoughts are at the day before at wellplayed.com.au. We'll um. Read them out on the next. Until thinks it's a scam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went through the seven stages of grief just then. <laughs> uh, Zach's still stuck on one of them. Um, look, uh, like, same thing as I said. If it, if I have fun, I'll be happy. Denial. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tease. No, I like. I think it's. I think it's real. Do I think it's going to be anything like they initially promised? Not a chance. Not a chance in hell. Uh, and I think we can see that from obviously the downgrade that's occurring every time we saw it. I, I don't think disappointment kills you anymore. You're pretty resilient. That's it, mate. <laughs> mm. uh, fuck. Um, all right, so the next. Bramble looks great. <laughs> Bramble. <laughs> pivot. Segway. Yeah, so uh, a bunch of games have got release dates uh, over the past few days. Bramble, The Mountain King, which is a game I think I wrote about in our group group article for Games We're Keen On this year. Uh, I'm very excited for this. This is like a Nordic-inspired dark fairy tale and horror adventure game. Um, beautiful, beautiful art style from Dim Frost Studios and Merge Games. Uh, this game is coming out April 27. It's coming to PS5, Xbox Series XS and pc so that looks very cool uh another game that i loved last year is coming to consoles so brock the investigator which is the point and or the punch and click as uh they call it which is the beat em up and point and click game with the, like that awesome very cartoony uh sorry very 90s c- cartoon style that is hitting uh all consoles on march 1 uh so it's just taking the day before's place there 
Dredge, which is the game we loved at, at PAX. Uh, James. Yeah, Dredge. Uh, uh, which is the New Zealand made game by Black Salt, Black Salt Studios or Black Salt Games. Uh, I think it's like four people making this game. It's got that RE flavored. Um, what's the inventory what's management? Inventory, inventory. Fuck, I should should know given we spent 10 minutes t- talking about day before's inventory, but um, or lack <laughs> of. Um, yeah, so this has got that kind of inventory management going on there. And it, but it just looks a very kind of cool. It's very cool art style. It's got like that. Um, there's a f- uh, an effect in Photoshop, which kind of, I can't think of the name, but it's got that kind of, it's got that effect. Um, if you know it, you know it. Uh, it looks very cool. It's like Cthulhu or Lovecrafting kind of fishing game. It's such an interesting concept to me. Yeah, so it, it looks so amazing. Did James remind me, but it's like during the day mm. you can go out and catch fish, but at night there's risk that it's yeah. Some sort it's of like, a, like a little boating fishing simulator where you get to build up your boat and do whatever you want to it and expand it out. And uh, yeah, if you go out while the sun is up, you get to just do standard fishing quests. Um, bring them back, sell them to the townsfolk, blah yada yada. And then if you stay out once the sun goes down, you effectively have like a like a creeping madness meter. Um, where the longer you stay out, the more you're exposed to spooky things, the spookier things you will see. Um, it's an interesting balance. Uh, by The devs told us at PAX that like um, you can finish the game by just playing during the daytime. You don't need to see any of the spooky shit if you don't want to. If you just want to play that's a fishing cool. simulator, it's right there for you. Um, that's really fucking cool to me. But uh, yeah, obviously the the kind of like the hook here. Is the Lovecraftian... Uh, Cthulhu-esque stuff that's, that's uh, under the surface. Looks cool. It Swimming job there. Cool. Um, there so I have played a submarine game that was like similar to this, but I cannot for the life of me remember. Oh, Subnautica? Sunless Seas? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the first yeah, one. Yeah. I like that. I mean, it's very dense. Yeah, very no, it's, it's very hard. Um, but I, what I like about this is that it's not just like uh, like a top-down view of the boat as well. Like there's a lot of, mm. I don't know. It just looks like there's a lot of different things going on. looks like there's some mini game sort of stuff happening. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, it looks fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I thought, Sunless, I thought Sunless Seas when I first saw this as well. Yeah. Uh, the other game that got a release date is Partum Artifacts, which is actually is an Australian made game by an Adelaide developer. Maybe. Uh, called Dalla Dalla Koala Games. Uh, yeah, they are. They're in Adelaide Studio. I think it's one one dude again. Uh, and it's Spooky. like a yeah. So this game is like a puzzle kind of game where you play or you have to go into the mind of a serial killer. Uh, he he expresses his love of murder through art. Um, and you kind of got to yeah go solve puzzles and go to this uh, house or this property in the middle of a forest and yeah um it looks pretty cool i think james might he loves the yeah i can never tell if a first person horror experience i'm gonna love it or hate it um so i'll be curious to see where this one falls yeah it's interesting being in the the villain like being the serial killer how are they going to i guess have the like strong horror aspects when you are the villain per se. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how they pull that off. 
Yeah, well, that comes out on, oops, I hit another button, uh, February 17, no, 27. I can't remember. February 27, yeah, so that's coming to PC. I actually, when I was writing this up, I uh, did a little bit of research, um, and there's heaps of streamers and stuff that played this before. I think this was an itch game or a demo of this was out, and there's quite a few streamers of have um, gotten around it. Oh, it's a genre that goes off with streaming. So that's very cool. Uh, delays and shutdowns. Last of Us Part 1 on PC has been delayed. Just a little short one. So it was meant to release March 3. I think it's been pushed It's been pushed to March 28 now. Wait, um, what? The Last of Us? Part 1. PC. PC. <laughs> Again? Again. What? Well, well Part 1 ha- hasn't come to PC yet. No Why Last not? Of it's coming. It's oh, March twenty eighth. March twenty eighth. <laughs> uh, speaking and games that have been uh, suffered the knockout blow is a game called Knockout City, uh, and that'll be shutting down in June. That's that dodge ball. Is that what it was? Yeah, uh, the dodgy ball game um, that Buddy Watson's a big fan of. He um, he's very sad. Uh, so beginning on February twenty eighth, season nine will kick off. Uh, kick off Knockout City's final run with new events and a new season pass, taking the game through to its closure. All in-game transactions will be removed on the February 28th and then she'll be winding down. Bummer. Yeah, it's always a shame to see something come, you know, sunsetted maybe before it's time. Like there are people working on this and... Like nothing's ever going to like break through the way that like a Fortnite has or a battle. Uh, what was the other one? Um, the the battle royale one. PUBG. Um, PUBG. Yeah. Like I kind of feel like we're pretty much past the point where you can reach that level of cultural uh, or like Pokemon Go uh, saturation. Yeah. Sorry. Or like a Pokemon Go kind of thing. Yeah, exactly right. I just I feel like the audience is now too big and too splintered across different genres and they can sort of get any flavor they want pretty much anywhere at this point. I admire that this one went for a sort of non-traditionally violent uh, approach. I think that that was always really cool, but um yeah. Is what it is. Well, I think you could file this one under um what's the Ubisoft one? Roller Champions. Mm. I'm I'm bummed to miss the boat on on Knockout City. Cuz I don't think there's any point Australians going back. I've I reckon there'll be pretty dead community there from what I've heard. Yeah, well, just to touch on what James said, this is the sad thing with this kind of game. Like, that's the, that's a very real risk that these games face. Like, you know, two years, not, you know, one year. Uh, like, Crossfire, is it Crossfire? Or the game that... Crossfire that like, oh that like boy. Remedied, like, that was gone. That's been, that's also been announced that it's closing down. I- that's been a year. If that no, I think that was a year May or May yeah. May or April. Yeah, so maybe within a year yep. did the whole Babylon's Fall route. Yeah, like is that still going? Oh, no. I think that's down to weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, this is the thing. Like, mm, why? Why do devs keep trying? I mean, I get you know these small little <laughs> little, little games. Why do you get out of bed? Like fucking just. Give I would up. argue just publishers keep trying. Although that's fine. Um, I, <laughs> sorry. The wording. Um, I, I definitely wonder about things like Rise Republic as well. Yeah. You know, like what's the what's the time on that left? But we'll, we'll see. Mm. It's sad. It's uh, yeah. It's it is. A, it's a shame. That's why we need more single player games, baby. Love a single player game. Love. We need like Forspoken. 
We need more <laughs> players in the world. <laughs> Breed more players. <laughs> I mean, Wait. yeah, but... Um, market <laughs> saturation. I like, ships in the night, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Is, um... Fuck. I think that's all the news, unless anybody's got any other news we had. Was it this week or last week? Did we talk about the single player something shutting down? Apex? Oh, sorry, there was an Apex uh, Titanfall E kind of game that was apparently rumored to be in the works and mm. EA's closed that. Uh, oh, sorry, ca- cancelled that. But speaking of Apex, new. thank you for reminding me. Uh, You're welcome. Adam, Adam has detailed season 16 of Apex Legends. Um you can you can read all about that on the website if you're keen. We'll uh, we'll power through to the off topics because we've been going for a good time and a long time with this one. So as per usual, as per usual, Chantel loves it. Did you change the um, the background on that for any particular? Uh, it reason? was subliminal messaging. Yeah, I thought mm. it <laughs> super liminal actually. But yeah, okay. don't forget to set your alarm. That's what I'm picking yeah. up from that, uh, James. You're going to kick us off yep. with what we what the what the people want. Have you, did you find a title? Oh, I have one. Oh, for nineties film of the week. Yeah, I did. I did actually. Oh, uh, so we are going to be taking a little trip to 1993's Ocean Waves. Uh, this is a Studio Ghibli uh, film. Actually, this was from a time when Ghibli was expanding and they wanted to allow some of their uh, up and coming artists a bit of a experimental time. Um, and they let them adapt a, uh, a, b- a book, I believe into this animated movie. Uh, it's about a high school uh, love triangle between uh, two two mates and a girl that they both end up having some pretty complicated feelings for. Very slice of life, very low stakes. Um, it's not going to be for everybody. It is a it's a very slow burn with some very dramatic moments that kind of punctuate it. Uh, melodramatic, some might even say. But um, yeah, there's I think there's some good stuff going on in the subtext of this one, and it's always interesting to me to see a bit of history from old Studio Ghibli. Also, very gay. What are we looking at on uh, Rotten's? Rotten Tomatoes. I wouldn't wouldn't know. I don't judge films based on that, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Gee whiz. Oh. Me, <laughs> well, I'm gonna look it up just to fucking. Oh no. I I don't think it's gonna be super high. Oh no, eighty nine percent. Okay. 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 Some intellectuals of the old Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Oh God. Fucking this guy. Um. Tough, so, tough crowd. So we. Where can one watch this? Where? <laughs> and fill that for my head. It's Can't on Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Sure. Netflix. There you go. Is it actually? Yeah. Okay. Check out your local state library. There you go. Yeah. Money be better moved over that way. <laughs> uh, what? It's great. Yes. Don't worry. Nathan's having camera troubles again. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Hello. All right, so any other off-topics for anybody this week? I'll do a quick shout-out to... Uh, I saw the movie Tar, starring Kate Blanchett as a very disastrous uh, lesbian figure. Um, this is a, a slow burn uh, descent into... Um, basically a look at like what happens to a prolific figure in the arts industry once they're... Let's say their choices catch up with them. Um, it's it's very uh, glacial in a lot of ways. Uh, very much is going to take its time. 
It's going to feel a bit disjointed at times as well. It's just kind of a stream of consciousness kind of film. Uh, but Blanchett is incredible in it. Um, the score is really good. Just a great vibe piece in all the wrong directions. Um, and it ends with an incredible video game reference that I am still thinking about. So mm-hmm. highly recommend well, cool. Tar. Well, I enjoy this because this is on my list. Um, I have no idea. Um, I think it's going to hit everybody a little bit differently. It's yeah, right. it's an uncompromising watch, I will say. Um, I know that obviously with our little Last of Us conversation last week, we talked a lot about queer rep. This is my kind of queer rep. This is a, a fully formed, complicated woman who is also queer. Um, and I think that's a, a much more interesting character for me to be looking at. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Chantel, have you watched uh, anything in the past couple Yes. Of I went to the cinemas last week and I watched uh, Skinamarink, (gasps) (laughs) which was an experience. I I didn't know Australian theatres were... I didn't know that either. Yeah. It was was just like a one-night showing. And it was interesting. Very polarising. I personally really liked it, but it also could have been about... 50 minutes shorter it that's, goes for two bad. hours like criticism oh it's a my long one. god i can't imagine watching that in a movie theater like i watched it at home with the lights on and i still felt trapped by it um like in a in a cinema i would have i would have been very uncomfortable i felt like i would have enjoyed it more if i was um alone just because there was mm. so much it's such a quiet film, right? Yeah. There's so, because like there's so much stimulus around you from like everyone else. If someone makes a sound, it kind of takes you out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or if people are moving and there was a lot of moving because it's very slow. But if I was mm. just like by myself, kind of, I feel like I would have appreciated it more. Um, yeah. But obviously I saw it in the cinema. Everyone that I went with hated it. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I actually really liked it. The grain yeah. did give me a headache. But yep. it was, um, I liked what they were attempting to do with it. Mm. Cool. Nathan? I'll come back with my verdict in a week. But yeah, no, April and I, we got around uh, Megan or Megan. Or Mathregan. Mathregan. As it is Mathregan? somewhat colloquial, <laughs> colloquially known. Is that worth watching? Yeah. It's on my oh, watch fuck list. Yeah. It, yes. it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's not, I wouldn't rank it as a spooky horror film. So if someone's looking for a. Hello. <laughs> if someone's looking for a shock, it's not something that I would rate or recommend. But rather, I, I found it to be a bit more of a comedy with spooks and slashes in it. It's not a particularly gory film either. Um, but it's firmly tongue-in-cheek uh, about an AI doll that kind of gets a little bit corrupted whilst also trying to function as kind of a, a I guess, a sisterly figure to an orphaned girl um, who's obviously experiencing a lot of trauma and doesn't have a very reliable mother figure in her own life under the guidance of a, of a millennial auntie, you'd say, James. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a deeply detached millennial auntie. Not switched on. You know, she, she's got her own problems. She don't have time exactly. for a kid. But yet, but yet she's got heart. And the film has a lot of heart, but also it's just a very, very funny film. But intentionally so. I didn't think I ever laughed for a reason that wasn't intended. And some of the laughs are subtle, but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's a... it's Yeah, it's a great 
dull horror comedy, and and I love Chucky, so this is a great great alternative for me, and and for folks that like Chucky, I think. Cool. Solid. Uh, I got nothing yeah. for you. So nothing. No? I've not watched okay. anything. Um, yeah, it's been one of those weeks where you just haven't had the time. Unfortunately, you're uh, recovering after Gangs of London. That's it. Fuck, I don't Sounds know. like it took a lot out of you. It did. Well, I would tell you what I've been forced to watch, but uh, I don't know if I want to air that air that laundry on. Um, on Wait, the tell us. It can't be worse than what you've. I want to know. Who wants to know? Humor her. Don't be rude. I've been uh, forced to sit down on the couch in the lounge room and watch. Just like Anna quite often is, but yeah. And watch maps. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was going to be maps. <laughs> fucking. I did. Oh, I'm not fucking surprised. hate it. Like, <laughs> I would literally rather be doing anything else. Can I ask a purely ignorant question? What do you think her. Where do you think her enjoyment comes from? I, I don't know. From. Anna's enjoyment? Yeah, watching, like I feel like... Watching a bunch of enjoying fucking idiots, it, mate. Like it's, yeah. It has to be perverse in, in some extent, yeah, doesn't it? Like it has to, yeah. I don't think she likes funny. it for the... Yeah, she likes it for the drama, for just the absolute flogs that are on there. Like For the flogs that are on there. Like these people exist in society yeah. around us. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah. It's like watching it's, The yeah. Housewives of XYZ. It's yeah, just so it funny. Hey now, yeah, oh. I, I quite like the, the housewives. <laughs> yeah, um, maths is garbage. But the Orange County one, I'm watching that at the moment, and I'm like, yes. You owe it to yourself to watch the Melbourne one. It is. Oh, <laughs> oh no, there isn't. Is oh wow. Oh yeah, there's like seven seasons. Yeah. really. You know, I I probably would out of sheer like yeah yeah. Who's curiosity, social study? Whose wives are they? Like, are they people you know? <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I mean like. like yeah, mate, it's be, yeah it's no, no, that's a very valid misses. question, and I have, I don't not have an answer for you. No. I think there's one that's like, like a Foo Fighters uh, frontman's wife. Uh, I want to say <laughs> Dave, um, Dave Grohl. Yeah, <laughs> on the Melbourne well, Housewives. Right. I think so, because he shows up a couple of times. <laughs> I'm so confused. What? Why would Dave Grohl? You've just wife, sold Zach. Why would, no, I fucking hate Foo Fighters. Why would Dave Grohl live <laughs> in Melbourne? But you like. <laughs> Maybe it's not the food. No, 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 okay. It's mate, the guy with the long hair, right? If Big Chatty was on there, mate, I'd be all over it. Real Housewives no, of Chad no. Kroger. Oh, yeah, Dave, Dave Grohl's the one with the long hair. You got him. Yeah, okay. Dave Grohl. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm researching in real time. We're I mean, don't this they out. all have long hair? You are... Oh, um, you know what? I think I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Gee. No disrespect <laughs> to the Foo Fighters or to Dave Grohl. <laughs> He doesn't strike Fuck me as the kind of guy that, that would. Too. He does not strike me as the kind of guy that would have a wife that would go on Real Housewives. All right, but let's. Fucking funny if he that did. would be, and in Melbourne of all fucking yeah. places, mate. Okay, mate, she's married watch. to Ben Gillies. Who's that? That's From Silverchair. Oh, okay. So you can see mate, my confusion. Kinda. Food fighters. Silverchair. Oh yeah. Look, I, mean. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you I'm gay, but like this is this is oh, one of those moments. Okay, <laughs> I, I didn't know that this. Okay, I've learnt a lot here tonight. I didn't know that was yeah, right. There you go. They're right. They're enriching lives everywhere. Sorry, Food Fighters again. Yeah. <laughs> Big fans of the party, you know. But okay, is we look silver chair, don't we, Zach? Yeah. 
No, you don't. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Some songs are alright. Some songs are alright. I wouldn't say I'm a. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say like I'm, wouldn't say I'm a big fan. I, I like some of their earlier stuff. I don't like their last album so much. Their earliest. Yeah, their earliest stuff's pretty cool. But um, like the diorama stuff. Yeah, and Frog Stomp. Is it Frog Stomp? Yeah. Yeah, you've lost me. Frog Stomp. Um, yeah. Is it Youth of the Nation or something like that, or Year of the Nation or? No, maybe that's not. Are you I, thinking of? I, yeah, I think that's POD. They had. You're thinking of pod, mate. No, 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 no. <laughs> now we're going into neo metal. No, 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 oh they, god. No, there is a. Song. Let's talk corn, baby. No, no, no there is a song <laughs> Silverchair thing, and it's something like that. Straight lines. Fuck no, I hate that song. <laughs> yeah, no, that was their latest album. Yeah, I didn't go um, on that either. Pod. Why are we recording this? People don't care. People. Yeah. No <laughs> one's. Let's no, wrap it up. No, Buddy's going to tune in. Buddy's, gonna be Buddy's like, having a shower Damn. because he's like, oh, I'm probably not going to make it. And I was like, mate, we're still going on the day before. Like, <laughs> well, We're talking silver chair now. you got time, yeah, like, right. Some t- Somehow we got there. Whoa, I can see my background lighting up on Nathan's face. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what this silver chair song is. They had, they had a year 2000 song. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Now I'm back on track. Okay. I'm back with you. Something like, something like that. <laughs> wow. We have to have a karaoke off, night now. That was beautiful. Okay. Anthem for the year 2000. There you go. Track number two from. There we Neon go. Ball. Yeah. Good song. Rate it. Yeah. yeah. That's a good song. All right. <laughs> Is that um, old mate from? That, that's that's old mate from uh, Real Housewives in Melbourne. Shout that's out. Jackie. Yeah. I can't believe you've done this. I can. Oh, the poor listeners. I can't believe you've done this. this. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking hell, Chantel is going to make me blow up in a minute with that background. Um, <laughs> fuck. What a trip. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. Janet. Chantel, thank you for joining us again. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully you'll join again soon. Yeah. Magnum and all. Um, yep, of course. Maybe even something more. Don't it, you we'll can't see even you next time. She's going to show you up on your milk reviews, oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, let's have a she, a milk off. <laughs> she'll be here with a with, with a big M and like an artisanal vape flavor just to pair yeah. with it. Yeah. All right. What Damn what no. would you put with a chocolate milk? What flavored vape? Heisenberg blueberries, baby. Fuck. <laughs> What? <laughs> All right, you can check out the content www.worldhyphenplay.com.au. I'm not sure if I said that already, but thank you for tuning in and have a great week. We're going to go do VHS. So if you like The Last of Us, won't listen to our recap of episode four. It's there. Adios. Farewell. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs>